Welcome to the Wingman Men's Moment, a weekly podcast of the Wingman Nation Men's Ministry, a scripturally driven men's ministry with three goals for every man, striving to be better husbands, better fathers, and more Christ-like and godly men. Join Wingman Nation co-founders Randy Ferreira and Pastor Jay Dennis and an occasional special guest as they discuss issues relevant to a man's needs, struggles, habits, and hurts. And now... Here's Randy and Pastor Jay. Hello, Wingman Nation. John Delaney here with you and with founders of Wingman Nation, Randy Ferreira and Pastor Jay Dennis. Good morning, gents. Hey, John. Great to see you. Great to be with you. And uh, guys listening and, and, and ladies listening. We know maybe we have some wives that are listening with their husbands. We're excited that you're here with us. You know, today we want to have a little, uh, a little bit of fun, but we want to talk about the top 10 mistakes husbands make with their wives. And I, t- that's top 10. I, I know yeah. that list is probably considerably longer <laughs> than 10, but uh, we're going to take a look at that. And uh, we're excited that you're with us. And I'm going to turn it over to Randy this morning. So Randy, have at it, brother. Thank you, John. Hey, Jay. How are you today? Good morning. All Good right, to so see we're going to have some fun today. This oh, is yeah. an interesting <laughs> topic, I'm sure, that everyone will want to talk about and listen to. Top 10 mistakes husbands make with their wives. And I can tell you there's probably a lot more than no, just 10, <laughs> but we're, just, we're fishing through all of them and just picking what we feel are the top 10s. But we'll give you, we'll, we'll talk about a little background. You know, first we'll talk about Things like nicknames, so and the difference between men and women. Mm -hmm. If Laura, Susan, Debbie, and Rose, for example, go out to lunch, they'll call each other Laura, Susan, Deborah, and Rose. Right. However, if Mike, Charlie, Bob, and John go out, they will affectionately refer to each other as a fat boy or Godzilla (laughs) or peanut header or scrappy. (laughs) (laughs) That's just how it is, eating out. So when you're eating out, if the bill arrives... Mike, Charlie, Bob, and John will each throw in about 20 bucks, even though it's only a $32.50 bill. <laughs> and none of them will have anything smaller, of course, and none will actually admit they want change back. No way. <laughs> when the girls get their bill, out a heck come of a tip. the pocket calculators. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's the money. A man will pay $2 for a dollar item that he really wants. A woman will pay a dollar... For a $2 item that she really doesn't want. (laughs) And let's talk about bathrooms for a moment. A man has six items in his bathroom at home. A toothbrush, shaving cream, a razor, a bar of soap, a towel, probably from the Holiday Inn. (laughs) And guess what the average number of items in a typical woman's bathroom is? How many? 337. Oh, my and us guys would probably not even be able to identify most of those items. It's a truth. That's true. <laughs> what is that? And then there's arguments. A woman has the last word in any argument. Do, I get, that a, man. do I get an amen? Amen. <laughs> and anything a man says after that is the beginning of a new argument. Double amen. And then the future. A woman worries about the future until she gets a husband 
A man never worries about the future until he gets a wife. <laughs> Success. A successful man is one who makes more money than his wife can spend. A successful woman is one who can find such, such a man. man. <laughs> <laughs> Marriage. A woman marries a man expecting he will change, but he doesn't. A man marries a woman expecting that she won't change, and she does. <laughs> Dressing up. A woman will dress up to go shopping, water the plants, empty the garbage, answer the phone, read a book, and get the mail. A man will dress up for weddings and funerals. That's it. That's why I own one suit. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, we love all of our ladies out oh, there. Yeah, we're, not, oh, yes. we're not being mean. We're just stating some facts. <laughs> <laughs> That's a loose, loose education of facts. <laughs> and then there's offspring. Ah, children. Yes. A woman knows all about her children. She knows about dentist appointments, romances, best friends, favorite foods, birthdays, secret fears, <laughs> hopes, and dreams. A man, he's vaguely aware of some short people in the house. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that? Yeah. What's that one's name? And then here's a thought for for the day, guys and gals. Any married man should forget his mistakes. There's no use in two people remembering the same thing. <laughs> yes, don't get historical. Right. <laughs> they might get hysterical. You're you right. <laughs> and uh, just wanted to bring up a, a short article we found called The Husband's Store. Mm-hmm. The husband's store. Let me tell you this quick short story. It's a store that sells new husbands that has opened up in town, where a woman may go to choose a husband. Among the instructions at the entrance is a description of how the store operates. You may visit this store only once. There are six floors, and the value of the products increase as the shopper ascends the flights. Oh, wow. The shopper may choose any item from a particular floor or may choose to go up to the next floor. But you cannot go back down except to exit the building. Mm. So, a woman goes to the husband's store to find a husband. On the first floor, the sign on the door reads, Floor 1. These men have jobs. She is intrigued, but she continues to the second floor, where the sign reads, Floor 2. These men have jobs and love kids. Well, that's nice, she thinks, but I want a little more. So, she continues upward to the third floor. And the third floor reads, these men have jobs, love kids, and are extremely good looking. Wow, she thinks, but feels compelled to keep going. She goes to the fourth floor and the sign reads, these men have jobs, love kids, are drop dead good looking, and help with housework. Oh, mercy me, she exclaims. I can hardly stand it still. She goes to the fifth floor and the sign reads, these men have jobs, love kids, are drop-dead gorgeous, help with housework, and have a strong romantic streak. She is so tempted to stay that she goes to the sixth floor where the sign reads as follows. Ah, floor six. You are visitor 31,456,012 to this floor. There are no men on this floor. <laughs> This floor exists solely as a proof that women are impossible to please. <laughs> Thank you for shopping at the husband's store. Exit, please. <laughs> oh, oh, my. We're just having some fun this morning. Yeah. If you're uh, listening with your wife, 
just have a good chuckle because that's, that's all right. it is. It's it's a joke. And so looking at First Peter 3, 7, it says, Your husbands, in the same way, live with your wives in an understanding way, as with someone weaker, since she is a woman, and show her honor as a fellow heir of the grace of life, so that your prayers will not be hindered. Now, Peter was a married man, and there was no right. doubt he made many mistakes with his wife. Yet, he worked on those mistakes, and he and Mrs. Peter enjoyed a thriving marriage. Right. You know, we know that by what Peter is writing in these verses from verse 7. Let's notice the top ten mistakes husbands make with their wives, as we started in the beginning. Number right. one. So the first of the top ten are not enough affection, period, instead of affection, comma. Mm. Notice the word understanding. It is the idea of being tender with your wife. Your wife needs affection, right. guys, period. Not affection that leads to something else, That's right. which I'm sure we've all been guilty of. Mm-hmm. Affection from you is the number one need in your wife's life That's true. and serves to a fair proof your marriage. Like nothing else. Like nothing yeah. else. A tender hug, a loving touch. A gentle look, a wink, a smile, just holding hands, sitting together, an invitation to dinner without her having to make the reservation, Right. getting the door for her, writing her a love note. You know, at one one point in one of our Bible studies, I introduced the sticky notes to guys. I gave them all a... Talk about that. I gave them all a sticky note. Uh, a whole pad of sticky notes. There's probably 50 to 100 sticky right. notes in the pads. And I said, this week, guys, everybody go home and take one sticky note every single day or twice a day mm-hmm. and write something nice to your wife about or about your wife and leave it all over the place on your house. Stick mm-hmm. them on her mirror, put them in her car, mm-hmm. put it at the breakfast table. That's great. And let's just see what happens. And, and we'll idea. talk about it the following week. So a lot of the guys were hesitant about doing that, mm-hmm. but... I told them sometimes you can write things on a note that you wouldn't typically feel comfortable saying because if you're not a lovey-dovey kind of a man, but you don't mind writing it. So they did the experiment, and the following week they came back, and to be honest, I got a lot of emails from Mm -hmm. their wives. Um, Interesting. They were able to get my email from the church director, by the way, and um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) just as a side note there, but but the the reaction was so positive. The wives were so blessed and felt like their husbands, you know, finally were noticing them and feeling, you know, intimate in ways they hadn't before. Just there, it was just an amazing, Mm -hmm. and the husbands couldn't believe the reactions. Mm-hmm. How the wives reacted to them in such a loving wow. manner. So, and that's such a simple thing, guys. Simple thing, but it's profound because it says that you took the time to think about what you're writing, mm-hmm. and that she matters that much to you. Exactly. Showing yeah. gratitude is so important. Yeah. You know, I, I I tell you one thing instead of the the sticky notes that I started doing, and uh, and and I caught flack at first because oh, you know, you shouldn't be doing that. I took a I took a dry erase marker and i wrote on the mirror and so mm-hmm. i started leaving notes so she i put them i do them at night because at nighttime she'll go to bed and we'll turn the bathroom light on she'll come in the bathroom yeah. and you know mm-hmm. and then in the morning when she wakes up and flips the light on 
there's this, you know, on the mirror. Right. And she, and all of a sudden it was like, oh, I love these. It's a mm-hmm. great idea. Mm-hmm. So that I love the sticky notes idea. That's I think that's, really that's powerful stuff. Any man can do that. Take yep. the time, guys. And nowadays with technology, you could also do it with text messaging. Right. You know? But just writing her a note, cuddling with her on the couch. Um, sending her flowers from time to time and not waiting till Valentine's Day, or, which, by or, the way, it's coming up. Or, it is. Or buy her a $55 cheesecake. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a man of experience, yes. <laughs> and, guys, this is very, very important. You know, showing affection that does not lead to sex. Right. Right. Because that is not affection That's to right. our ladies. Exactly. Um, they they uh, they look at it differently, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I've been a pastor for a long time, and I will tell you that if a man will show his wife affection, yeah. I cannot name hardly any married couple who have divorced when the man was affectionate to his wife and showed her affection. There's something about showing affection to your wife that affairs proof your marriage. Mm. And I just want to encourage you guys to to follow what Randy's saying here. Let's look at mistake number two, and that's trying to fix it. Now, Peter says the word understanding here. It means what your wife needs, what she desires, doing what she likes and avoiding what she doesn't like. Let me tell you what she doesn't need and what she doesn't like. She doesn't need or like for you to fix it. Offering solutions to what you think is the problem. It's the way we're made, guys. We're made to fix it, to deal with it, to, to solve it. But our wives need for us to listen, to be sensitive, to care, to show compassion and, and grace. Not a ta-da moment where we save the day with our brilliant three-step solutions or logical answers to dilemmas, difficulties, and discouragements. Instead, she wants you to listen, to seek to put yourself in her shoes and try to feel what she's feeling. When you try to fix it, it feels to your wife like you are dismissing the issue. Just listen. Men, we make a great mistake when our wives are upset about something and we respond with things like, you did what? (laughs) You shouldn't have done that. Well, if I had been you, I would have. Or why did you do that? Next time, try this. Men, Hear this, thou shalt not attempt to fix it. (laughs) The 11th commandment. The 11th commandment. (laughs) Yes, unless she asks you to fix it. That's true. It's different. Then you better fix it. For the most part, that's right. Or hire someone that can. Or hire someone who can. (laughs) Yeah. So mistake number three, guys, and this is a big one, and a lot of us don't know how to do this. We had a whole series of how to be the spiritual leader uh, of your household or yeah. family. So n- number three mistake is not being the spiritual leader. You know, in the power of a praying husband, Stormy O'Martian says, in my survey of wives, 85% of them said that most important prayer their husband could pray is that he would become the man, the husband, and the head of the home God wanted him mm. to be. This is the most important place for a man yes. to begin his prayer. That's right. You know, the spiritual leader is a man of the home who, by his God-commanded role, by the way, yes, his family is more like Jesus and to live according to the teachings of God's Word. That's so right. He has to lead his family to be more like Jesus and live according to the teachings of God's Word. So Amen. 
Your wife, husbands need you to be the lead spiritually. Yes. She doesn't need to have you ask uh, or have to ask you, sorry, are, are we going to church Sunday? Yeah. She doesn't need you to say, um, why don't you read your Bible right. more often? She doesn't. She shouldn't have to ask us that. That's right. We need to be the one lovingly leading our wives and children in the ways of God. Right. That, sir, rests squarely on our shoulders. That's right. It's time to take that burden from our wives and place the burden where it belongs to us. I think most wives would be relieved, don't don't you? I definitely believe they would. And most men go, oh, how do I do that? And Mm -hmm. Well, one way is you can listen to our podcast. That's right. You can go and listen to our series on wingmannation.com. That's right. It's also on our Facebook page, Mm -hmm. How to Be the Spiritual Leader of Your Family. It's uh, six lessons. Encourage you to go there. Um, now I want you to notice how a husband's relationship with the wife affects his relationship with the Lord and vice versa. Yeah. Notice what Peter says. So that your prayers will not be hindered. Wow. The word hindered means to have an obstacle thrown in the way. Let's think about this for a minute. When you are not fulfilling God's role as the husband, it throws a kink in your prayer life. Yeah. When there is discord because the husband hasn't done what God told him to do, that husband's prayer life takes a, a nosedive. Mm-hmm. Men, when things are not right with your wife, you don't want to pray. You don't want to worship. You don't want to study God's Word. That's true. That is true. And, you know, for the most part, um, you know, it's you can almost say that if you're not being the spiritual leader of your home, it's a lack of disobedience, an right. act of disobedience. Right? It really yes. is. And an act of disobedience is a sinful nature. Exactly. And if you're committing or living in a sinful nature, God is not going to honor your prayers right. That's ex- or much of anything See, in your life. Uh, the men didn't give themselves this assignment. Right. God gave us this assignment. That's it. So as you're saying, if we don't do that, we are disobeying God. Right. So guys, uh, I know it's not an easy thing, but you've got to take this and you've got to do your very best to be that loving spiritual leader of your home. Yes. And there's no excuse by, I don't know how to do that. Right. Guys, we're fix it. We're fix it types. Right. We're innovative. We can find out, figure it out. Figure it out is right. We just gave you some resources uh, on our Facebook page and our web page to help you. But there's also other resources of how to be your spiritual leader. And mm-hmm. one of them is God's Word. Amen. Absolutely. Amen. So let's talk about what a spiritual leader in the home is not. Yeah. And we talk about this in our in our study as well. A spiritual leader in the home is not controlling, is not rude yeah. or hateful, is not overly demanding is not angry, is not impatient or unloving, mm. is not unkind or unholy. Yeah. And those are some of the things that we tend to do as men without even realizing it. Right. So we really need to focus on that to understand that and be conscious of that. <clears throat> I think a lot of guys struggle with the issue of controlling. And I don't know if it's just our nature. Yeah. Or, or why that is, but but it's an issue that I think as a man, we've got to daily put on the altar. 
that we don't need to control every aspect of our wives' lives. I mean, it's so important to trust our wives and not feel like that we've got to micromanage every step. You know, that demeans your wife when you do that. Yes, it does. Truly does. Not controlling. I think that's the fix-it part of us. You know, we want to fix it. We want to control it. We do. We do. So then now let's talk about what a spiritual leader is. Those are some of the things of what a spiritual leader in the home is not. So here's some thoughts on what a spiritual leader in the home is. One, kind. Spiritual leader is kind. Spiritual leader is thoughtful. Spiritual leader is considerate. Humble. And that's a biggie for men. Joyful. Passionate. Yeah. And committed. He's decisive. Yeah. Communicative, also yeah. a big one for us guys. We don't want to talk. We don't want to listen. We don't want to do all of the things that <laughs> right. we need to do. Another one is attentive. And some of these these last two are very important, being proactive yeah. and protective. Yes. Proactive is, you know, there's so many things you can put under that heading of, mm-hmm. of what a woman would feel comfortable with you being proactive as a husband right. from a spiritual perspective and from a husband perspective. That's true. So take the initiative. Take the initiative. Yeah. Mistake number four, neglecting to focus upon and pay attention to your wife. It comes back to that word understanding that Peter gave in First Peter 3, 7. It's being considerate with your wife. It's being thoughtful toward her. Uh, thinking of ways to bless her and encourage her. Thinking of ways to make her burden lighter. Your wife deserves your full attention. Look at her in the eyes. Put down the remote. Put away your cell phone. I get so aggravated, guys, when I see a couple out at a restaurant and the whole time the guy is on his cell phone texting instead of paying attention to his wife. Men, let me just say this. You're not that important, but your wife is. <laughs> Just take a trip down memory lane and remember when you were courting your wife, when you were trying to catch her, she is all you could concentrate on. So bring back that kind of focus to your wife, yes. on your wife. Nobody, nobody outside of Jesus Christ is more important than your wife. What she says to you needs to be the most important words Anyone is speaking. Absolutely. Number five is selfishness. Mm. And this goes back to partly what Jay was just talking about paying attention. The husband, your wife deserves a she first, not me first kind of guy. That's right. And so let's notice the word honor. That's a key word in, in, in the verse. It means to show respect for, show courtesy to, and defer to. Mm. In other words, her needs come first before your own. You think about her before you think about yourself. You should be continually, daily asking that question. Or this question, what can I do to make her happy? That's a good question. And what can I do to please my wife? And how will this affect her? Can you imagine mm. if the husbands across this country every day just started thinking about what can I do today to make my wife happy mm. and please her? Oh, wow. It would revolutionize marriages. It would. would change the world. Absolutely. It would. It would. Yeah. So uh, 
Lastly, men, this in Philippians two thirteen it says, "Men, this means your you serve your wife." That's pretty. That's right. Pretty, pretty plain. You sacrifice something you want or need in order to do something for her that she needs and wants. That's exactly End right. Of story. So, guys, we need to wrap it up for today, but we want you to take these first five mistakes that husbands make with their wives and begin to address those and correct those. We want you to know that in the power of Jesus Christ, you can change things and your marriage can be transformed. Until next time, we are so glad that you joined us. This is... Wingman Out! Thank you for listening to the Wingman Men's Moment weekly podcast. The Wingman Men's Ministry is based around the Air Force concept of a wingman. It uses the fighter jet theme and parallels the duties of a wingman in the Air Force, his commitment to his pilot and flight team, and how they're related to the men of your church and their commitment to God in their lives, their families, and their Christian brothers. Visit us at wingmannation.com. 